0: What's up guys and welcome to Bitcast episode 98. We're getting close for the week of April 17th, 2022. I'm your host Jake Martin and on this on, on the show this week we have once again Landry Smith.
1: Hey Jake, thanks for having me again. Uh man, so close to 100. That's a huge milestone.
0: Dude, we're almost there. The we're little there. the
1: little podcast that could.
0: The little <laughs> It took us a long time to get there, but it's slow and steady doesn't always win the race, but in this case, we're going to say it does. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, am trying to think about what I want to do for the 100th episode. You know, should it, should it be 100, like a listicle that is just hundred things we rattle off really quickly, or should it be, you know, uh, maybe a hundred minutes long. So it's like an hour and 40 minutes long. You know, we can do a lot of things with that.
1: True. Yeah. I mean, you got to work hundred in there. I feel like you're obligated to work 100 in there in some way. Some some special way
0: in some special way. Uh, But we'll, yeah, I'll, I'll ruminate on that a little bit. But uh, today, if you guys are tuning in, we are discussing, of course, what we've been playing because I haven't talked to you, Landry, in a while. Well, we've been talking a little bit and I, you know, obviously today's show, (laughs) we'll get some hints about this. I know what maybe you've been playing, Uh, but I have some, I have some thoughts that I I don't think I've talked about Elden Ring on the podcast. So I'm excited to talk about that because I think the last one we did was the Oscars. So it's been it's been a minute for me. It's been it's been a long time in the lands of between in Elden Ring. So I'm excited to talk about that. And then really quickly, the GB and GBA emulator switch rumors, and then Kirby in the Forgotten Land. We're doing a little just a little deep dive on that. We've been playing uh, playing a lot, Lander. You've been playing it. You got it almost near uh, release day, or how, how how long have you been playing it for?
1: I got it on launch day. Okay, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I feel like I got it on launch day. If not, maybe it was that Saturday. Yeah, yeah I've had it for about a month now.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: Definitely enough time to sink my teeth into it, and then also reflect on the experience I had with it. So, I think we're in a good place, or I'm in a good place to to kind of
0: yeah fill in my the feeling. gaps. Yeah, because I feel like I got my copy a bit later, and I'm not super far. So, uh, yeah. But we'll talk about that. Quick housekeeping for you, though. Right into us, at big at of dot Com to have your questions or comments read right off on the show. Uh, drink of the show today, Landry. What do you have on your side?
1: Uh, I have some ice. Cold. Filtered
0: water. Ooh. Filtered. Fancy, man. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm doing a weird combo over here. I got some Walker Brothers kombucha okay. that I was sipping on. And kombucha's a new thing for me. Matt, actually, friend of the show, uh, host of the show, comment, you know, co-host of the show, he makes his own kombucha sometimes. Oh, interesting. So, shout out to Matt if you want to try one of his delicious kombucha or kefir water, right? That's the other thing. It's like milk and something else. I don't know. It always kind of gross to me when you start thinking about what, what's actually going on there behind the scenes. But
1: yeah, you can't think about to it too hard. But yeah, there are some that I've had that it definitely is impossible not to think about what's going on behind the scenes. It's like this <laughs> it tastes exactly like what it is. And, can, <laughs> and then there's some that are really nice, you know, that that I've had that are very enjoyable.
0: You can see like sometimes you can see ones that have like the the mother like floating in yeah. the top of it, and you're like that. That's gross. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I should be drinking this. But apparently, it's not bad for you. You know, all, the, all those probiotics, all those bacterias, that's well, all good for you, I guess. Um, and I also I also have a good glass of water to keep me nice and
1: classic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Ready. Ready to read. But before we jump into the GB and GBA games, Landry, I do want to know what are you playing?
1: Well, Jake, I'm glad you asked. It's been a weird year for me, 2022 has. I've I've kind of been in one of those gaming spaces where you jump into a lot of things and you kind of bounce off of them. And mm-hmm. You start cycling through your favorite games and, and the depths of the library. And so I, I've really played a lot of retro games this year. Um, a lot of that has to do with the Nintendo expansion pack. I went through Banjo-Kazooie, finally beat that for the first time. That was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Star Fox 64, um, another great experience. Um, that's just a game I had previously rented. Yep. But um, what I'm playing right now is actually, I since the Nintendo kind of an, announced that 3DS eShop and Wii U eShop are going to uh, not be in existence anymore, I've been kind of going through and checking out some of the sales they have on the eShop every once in a while. There's been a flash sale from... Atlas and Sega
0: recently, Ooh.
1: and then also from Capcom so far. So, I picked up a lot of games, and I haven't actually played any of those. What I played was WarioWare Gold. Um, oh. I picked that up at McKay the other day. McKay's this kind of used bookstore here in Chattanooga. If you've never been, then you're missing out. It's a Chattanooga staple, uh, kind of a, a Tennessee Tri City staple, really. Knoxville, yeah, Nashville, a great establishment. Chattanooga, oh my gosh. So they had WarioWare Gold there for thirty four ninety five, which is a pretty great deal because I've been looking at it on Amazon. The prices are steadily climbing. It's up to about 50 bucks there. So Okay, okay. I figured I'd pull the trigger. I put it in. I've never played a WarioWare game before. That is, <laughs> I was texting friend of the show, Ryan Darling. I was like, dude, this is the funniest game I have ever played. I'm literally <laughs> laughing out loud at stuff. And I expected it to be like gross out humor, like, picking nose hairs and you know farts and stuff because that's kind of who wario is that's what
0: he that's who he is yeah
1: there's a little bit of that but there is just so much stuff that you just aren't expecting and like half the time i just have a smile on my face because it's like just a pleasant surprise that is Mm. kind of like appealing to some kind of nintendo fandom and the other half i'm just like oh my god i can't believe that that's what i'm supposed to do and (laughs) And then it just actually brings me joy to actually figure it out in the amount of time that they give me the time to, to do the micro yeah, game. Yeah, so, because you have
0: like, what, five to ten seconds usually, you know, it's like... Ten
1: seconds is a stretch. Yeah, three to five seconds, I would say. I don't know. I've never timed it out. But like, it's to, not, to look at the screen, figure out what you have to do. And the controls are extremely simplistic, but um, still, it's and that's the whole core concept. They'll just flash about 300 screens at you, and you have to figure out what you have to do in three to five seconds, but... It's great. It's a really great game and it's a great homage to Nintendo fandom and um, really some pretty good writing and and some pretty clever stuff. So that game I could see uh, continuing to rise in price if they don't ever make it a a port over, which it might be kind of hard to port to the Switch because they they could do the gyro sections and but there's a lot of dual screen stuff that really would they would have to compensate for and take out. Mm hmm. And then there's a lot of touchscreen stuff as well, so it could be it could be done but it would be tough.
0: I could see WarioWare working on the phone pretty well. And actually I recall having an emulator on my phone that could play like the GBA version of one of the WarioWare games and it worked well. Like like the gyroscope elements of the GBA version cuz that's I think the original WarioWare or one of the ones on the Game Boy had the uh, gyroscope in the actual cartridge and it worked on the phone which I was surprised by. Well that's uh, awesome. But I could see that working pretty well on uh on on the phones potentially.
1: I agree. Yeah. You have like the
0: touch control still. You can like draw things and do whatever you need to do and then also like move it around, so. All right. If Nintendo is still doing their mobile strategy, who knows. But yeah, mostly just that, mostly Warrior Wear.
1: Yeah, I mean Yeah, that's basically it. I'm playing also Spider-Man uh Marvel Spider-Man from 2016, I believe is when that nice. came out. Yeah, it's great. Um, going for the platinum on that just because it's an insomniac game and i platinum i think all of their other stuff um at least impressive at least all of the ratchet and clank games i have no, excluding rift apart because i still don't have a ps5 Curses. um <laughs> but uh <Curses. laughs> yeah that's uh, it's a good game i really like it i i think i'm not a huge superhero guy but i grew up Loving Spider Man and Batman, I just got really burnt out on just about everything superheroes for about five years. I'm kind yeah. of coming out of my uh superhero hatred shell. Um, <laughs> I really like the new Batman movie, and um,
0: yeah, the, the new Batman's great,
1: and I, I have been keeping up with Spider Man. Um, so
0: yeah, yeah Spider Man, the films have been great too. Um, yeah, and I just feel like Those two games, the the Miles Morales and the in the twenty sixteen Spider Man uh, by Insomniac, they're just they're they're so good. They're just the the gameplay and the combat and that is like just complex enough to where it's it's challenging um, and you can get kind of creative with what you want to do in those games, but it's also approachable. um, And yeah, like the Platinum, like you said, is is within reach even if you. I'm 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 somewhat of a completionist in most games, and those are like. I feel like they're a fair platinums. There aren't there's like not a lot of like ridiculous things you have to do to actually get the platinum in those games. So
1: yeah, they're the best developers at making platinums. Their platinums mm-hmm. are actually fun to attain, and they make you like actively seek out the easter eggs and stuff. So as yeah. long as you are willing to like look up a guide, I mean, I'm sure if I had to do everything by myself, then it would be very difficult. But yeah. I'm not crazy like that. I, I don't mind looking up a, a guide. I usually get a little anal about looking up guides while I'm actually, like, in the main game campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, it will take me a lot to do that. But when, once I'm cleaning up all the 100% stuff, that's when I oh yeah really tap in.
0: Pull the guide out, man. I, I, <laughs> I'm a, I I'm a big believer in the guides. And we'll just kind of segue to what I've been playing. So, yeah, I mean, I mentioned already at the top. I've been playing Kirby, obviously. Uh, but then Elden Ring. I mean, I got this game. I don't even know, gosh, how long I've had Elden Ring now at this point. But it feels like i've been playing forever and i think i've only logged like 40 to 50 hours in the game but it just it feels like forever
1: that's pretty chunky man when when you're a dad putting in (laughs) 40 to 50 hours of into anything is a real accomplishment
0: it feels like a very long time that i've been in the lands between but it's just it's so good man it's it is this it is the same thing that was appealing about breath of the wild when it first came out you know um you're just given this huge expansive world to explore, and the benefit here is that it's a it's a it's a grotesque and scary world you're exploring, but it's beautiful um where you know Breath of the wild relied a lot on art direction and their art style to you know enhance how that game looked. This game really just graphically uh for its scale is very impressive it's like just the size and how graphically impressive it looks um those are, those are like two things that just like blow me away Um, so
1: my i think miyazaki is oh i got a little echo there that was interesting um i didn't hear it (laughs) i think miyazaki the game director for dark souls and bloodborne is a complete genius um and and i think he's making some of the best video games in the past like decade i love Dark Souls and Bloodborne. I give both those games uh, a 10 Mm -hmm. out of 10 without question. I don't even think it's like, it's like a strong solid 10 out of 10. (laughs) Um, But one of the things I loved about those games was their art direction. And Mm -hmm. um, just like the kind of Gothic uh, architecture, uh, especially with Bloodborne and like the rain slick streets and the wet, bloody, disgusting monsters. Disgusting monsters. Almost the, um, like Cthulhu kind of yeah. aspect to it as well. Yeah. So with Bloodborne, now with Dark Souls, there's a little bit of that, but it's more kind of like it felt like like this dark and twisted spin on like a Lord of the Rings medieval fantasy type thing. So yeah, uh, would is Elden Ring more in the vein of a Bloodborne or more in the vein of a dark souls I would,
0: I would say it's closer to dark souls but there are a lot of things that you encounter that remind me more of bloodborne too so like overworld you fight a lot of soldiers and there's dragons and things like that that you encounter um and so so like that side i feel I would say is more like the dark souls stuff but then you go into these typical like a traditional dungeon uh, where you're moving through and there are some creepy things in these dungeons that you have to fight, and then there's also at the very end, uh, just disgusting monsters. Sometimes they're like really creepy monsters that you're fighting, and you're like, okay, like this is this is bloodborne. Um, and so yeah, it's just uh, the reward, like the the, the risk reward thing that exists in all of his games, just works so well in this setting because, you know, in Breath of the Wild you were drawn to points of interest. You're like, Oh, what's this really cool tower over here. And sometimes there'd be like a challenge there, but a lot of times it was just like, Oh, it's another tower, but also this really cool thing that I found over here. That is a shrine or something else, like more of like a puzzle you're unlocking. Whereas this one is like, you see a point of interest. You're like, Oh, what the, what, what, what is that? And you're like, Oh, oh, oh." and you like, you like run away or you, you go into the cave and you end up like whatever you find is usually terrifying. And then when you do overcome that terrifying, Thing that you've encountered, there's usually a great reward for your your exploring. So it's just a it's a great loop. And obviously, I've been using a guide because also like a lot of front like from software games, they don't tell you a lot about what you're supposed to be doing or where you're supposed to be going, which is a strength. But also in some some element, if it's like, hey, I need to know like where like a this spell is, or like I want to use like a good I want I need a good spell because I'm playing a mage build. And, like, you know, you could go through a whole dungeon and get something that doesn't even work with your class, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, I, th- I think that there's two ways that Elden Ring and Bloodborne and Dark Souls can work as a game. One of them is if you're playing the game alongside about ten people, like people in the games industry do, is when they're reviewing it. And you yes. can share your experiences with other people and see what they've done and kind of mm-hmm. learn from them and learn from those stories and the second way is playing with a guide. I think where people get so burned off and fall off on these games really fast is when they hear how great they are and they go into them and they try and play it by themselves and tackle it by themselves. And these, these games are really not made to be that. They're made to be social experiences. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that, then you really do need to seek out a guide. And and it doesn't ruin anything at all. It's just... Be- Because there's so much lore and there's so so many things you can kind of pick apart. And even playing, I played Dark Souls and Bloodborne through with a guide, but I still found so many different things on my own. Oh, yeah. Like, there were so many moments of discovery and moments of, holy shit, I can't believe (laughs) I just took that guy down in that way. It was incredible. And, I mean, it's a truly fantastic game. And one of the things that I've been curious about, is Dark Souls, which is the game I've actually played most recently on the Switch. The Switch port's great. Yeah. Um, the thing about that game that is so brilliant is its level design. Each mm-hmm. uh, kind of level that you enter branches back into, like, the hub. Yes. The way the game unfolds is just, it's layer upon layer, and you're like, how does this all, yes. the architecture of everything, and the way it just comes back to the same central point is so absolutely mind-blowing. Um and, and Bloodborne's level design is not as good, but it's what that game had was just this incredible aesthetic. And mm-hmm. this vibe to me, it has always felt like a 3d Castlevania. And I grew up loving super Castlevania four and yep. symphony of the night. And I was yep. born on Halloween. So all of those <laughs> monsters just kind of like, uh, that's like my favorite type of ye- time of the year. And I just really enjoy being in those spaces I don't especially love like gross out horror, but I love like monster films and stuff like that. So Bloodborne hit me on that level. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how Elden Ring will do that. uh, Or how Elden Ring will grab me. And uh, I have full faith in Miyazaki. I'm just just really excited to kind of have the time to jump in and see what's going to reach out and grab me in that game. Because it does seem like a little, just different enough of an experience from his past stuff to be... Uh, unique so
0: yeah yeah i mean yeah i'm I'm excited for you to play it i think it's i think it's a game that you will absolutely love just based on what you told me so yeah i don't i mean i don't need to speak more about it everyone's heard enough about Elden ring but it's great i'm loving it and i i think i'm like 75 percent towards the end maybe i don't know i don't know every time i go talk to one of the guys it's like you have this many people left to kill and there's like three or four names i'm like dang dude (laughs) <laughs> I, thought I was making, I thought I was making good progress. I guess not. Okay. Well, moving on really quickly, I wanted to talk about this rumor. So there was a rumor that came out that, um, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games, uh, the, the emulator was spotted in like a leak of some sort of patch. You know how these guys do. They, they kind of go in the back end of the switch and see things that are released and they found a leak of, uh, something tying to Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games being added to the Nintendo switch. We just got the N64 expansion pack not too long ago, um, and I just kind of, you know, I thought this would be an interesting just quick discussion topic. Like, how, what what are your what are your thoughts on this? Like, how would you feel about Game Boy Game Boy Advance games coming to the Switch Online service?
1: I think I play retro video games on those services more than a lot of people do. I've really taken advantage of them. Um, yeah. I've played a lot of Super Nintendo and a lot of Nintendo 64, especially, so... Game Boy Advance is like Super Nintendo 2, basically. Yeah. It's it's like (laughs) 16-bit graphics, and Nintendo really made some amazing games for that. So I think it would be a huge boon for the expansion pack, just sweeten the pot a little bit. Yeah. Um, Or just the online service. I mean, it's a win-win. To me, it's shocking they aren't there already, to be honest. And uh, the Game Boy, I think for... Nerdy historian gamers like me, there's some classics on the Game Boy that I missed. And I grew up, I think I had three games for my Game Boy. I had Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening DX, Super Mario Land 2, and Pokemon Blue. And yep. I got probably a thousand hours out of all those games, not individually, <laughs> but total. And I loved it. But there's so much in the Game Boy I missed. And I actually have been playing donkey kong 94 for the first time recently and that Mm -hmm. game's amazing and i'm wondering if there's any other just really classics uh like i know mole mania is a shigeru miyamoto developed game um that not a lot of people have played and i think that would be cool to have on the service so yeah i would like to see them do this and it seems like a no-brainer
0: yeah i think well real, real quick this is important so you had a game boy did you ever have a game boy color
1: no i never did okay
0: did you have a Game Boy Advance though? Yes. Yeah. Was it the original? You know, trap whatever you would call that. Like, uh, yeah. Hex, I, I, bought, I
1: bought the the beefy boy. I got it <laughs> like the Arctic blue. I got yeah. it like. Not right when it came out, but like the first birthday I had after
0: the purple one it came out
1: yeah that that yeah. was good the first game I picked up was Castlevania Circle of the moon Ooh. and it was awesome but there was no backlight on that version and that game was infamous for basically being very dark yeah you could not see it like I remember having <laughs> having to sit on a specific spot of my couch right underneath the lamp uh and that was the only way I, I could see, play it and like I can't it literally see. caused me shoulder problems
0: that is hilarious yeah and I had so I had the I had the Game Boy Color, and again, yeah, same, same as you. I had, like, maybe four or five games at that time. It was, like, Pokemon, a few Game & Watch galleries, and then, like, Super Mario World, and maybe maybe one of the, the Zelda games. Um, and then I got the Game Boy Advance and had, like, a bunch of jank games. I had, like, Klonoa.
1: That is uh, not a jank game. Well, maybe the Advance version was.
0: It, it was good. It was actually it was a good game. I just think, like, at the, at the time, I just... You know, whenever I had it, I just was like, "Oh, this isn't like this isn't as cool as other games." Like I wanted to be playing something different. Yeah. Um, and then I had the Game Boy Advance SP as well.
1: Which, oh, I which got that had, too.
0: Which had the the screen. You know that that, that top tier system. The Game Boy Advance SP. Dude, that, that thing. That was, SP
1: was like it was gold.
0: It, it was, was so cool. It was, it, was it was amazing. I actually
1: had the Micro too.
0: Yeah, I am jealous. I did not ever have the Micro, and then it was, Matt had
1: that too. It was not. A good system it was a nice novelty (laughs) but like no one should ever play that and it's way too expensive now
0: it was so novel just like bringing it to school and like being able to like game like in class because it was so small you could hide it easily but you know now it's like kids just have their phones they can do whatever they want to in class on their phone probably but yep at the time it was cool Uh, okay so real quick then my thought, well, Mark had this question, I think, or someone in our Nintendo Bros chat mentioned this. So he was like, would the Game Boy games be added to the base tier and the Game Boy Advance to the expansion? Like, that kind of made sense to me, you know, because they've had Legacy or, like, older titles on the original, like, online pass. That is the $20 version people can pay for. And it's like, that's, that's, like, a good thing. Like, most people probably won't play a lot of Game Boy games. Like, if Pokemon comes on there, maybe... But I don't. I doubt there'll be a lot of people playing those games. But Game Boy Advance, there is a, I think, more of a demand uh, for those titles because again, it is like the SNES 2. and they had some amazing games that came out in Game Boy Advance, um, and I think that would be a good one to bring to the expansion to kind of like, again, incentivize folks to up a little bit and spend, you know, forty more dollars a year instead of just the twenty or thirty, whatever it is.
1: Yeah, I agree with everything you said. I mean, I really don't have anything to add i could i it almost seems like that's what they're gonna do if they do it but yeah hey maybe they would surprise everyone and give it to us at the base level that would be nice too i can't imagine they would get complaints for that
0: yeah but i doubt it you know nintendo's gonna do it nintendo wants to do at the end of the day with their stuff so what games real quick if you had to pick like one or two what games would you want to see added
1: you keep saying real quick. You're, you're making me think like I'm going way too long on all my answers. No,
0: no, no. Well, I'm, I'm trying to make sure we can jump to Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. I don't want to keep us too long on a GB because this was supposed to be a quick segment to talk about. And I don't want to okay, talk quick. too long. On it.
1: Um, <laughs> I'll give you three games that I'm excited for them to hopefully have on there. The first is Metroid Zero Mission. This was a remake mm-hmm. of the original Metroid. I've never played it, um, but I think... It's going to be great and I can't wait to play it. Uh, I consider mm-hmm. every single day whether I should buy it on the Wii U Shop, but I keep saying like, no, they're going to bring that to the Switch. And when they Don't do, do this. I will be so irritated that I spent $8.50 on that <laughs> instead of something else. Uh, right. Second, Kirby and uh, I think it's Kirby and Nightmares Dreamland is the one that I really want to play. That is a remake of the okay. NES, Kirby's Adventure, um, and I think, I, from what I understand, and this is another one I've never played and I've always wanted to, so I would like to take a shot at that. And finally, this is an oddball one. This is one that I grew up with. I think it is a highly underrated game, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 on the GBA.
0: Oh, on the GBA. Oh, it's, man, so, so... it's so crazy,
1: <laughs> but this is where Vicarious Visions, who I believe they did the remakes... They did this on the GBA and it's like so crazy how well it works. It's a isometric view and you control your skater and it it basically has all the levels from isometric view. It's not like one to one at all, but it is a wonderful arcade skater. Um, I spent a lot of time and I promise you it plays very well.
0: Oh man, I was looking at screenshots of that though and I was like, this looks rough. I was like, I don't know if I can play this. I really don't know. You I know I what can. it
1: looked like was uh, this was like a weird space in time that we got from like 94 to 96. The end of the Super Nintendo when they did that like Silicon Graphics chip with Donkey Kong Country. Yep. Um, it kind of like pseudo 3D graphics. That's kind of what Vicarious Visions looks like they did. I'm not sure if they did, but looks kind of like that same style. Yeah. With Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. I personally love the Donkey Kong Country games. The first time I was on the show, I said it was my favorite game of all time. So, I have a fondness for those graphics. I understand it's not everyone's thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> on Game Boy. I, can, I like like my my whole thought, Advanced, my whole my whole understanding, yes, our Game Boy Advance. My whole understanding of Tony Hawk is playing it with a, a joystick and having that behind, you know, third-person camera where you're moving behind the skateboarder the entire time. Yes. And so like Just trying to imagine using a D-pad to control a skateboarder across ramps just blows my mind.
1: Well, actually, PS1, the original Tony Hawk was released with just D-pad capabilities.
0: I know, I know, I know. But still, it just sounds awful. That's the first way I played it. It just sounds awful. It sounds great for doing, like, tricks, doing, like, quick tricks, you know. But as soon as you, like, want to steer and go a different direction, like, just... I, I remember having to do it, like mashing the D-pad with your whole thumb, like just making it yeah. sort of a joystick unofficially, but that is that is wild. How else are you going
1: to l- pull off those Madonnas successfully, man?
0: <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> All I care about is if you can put in cheat codes and play as like an eyeball or something like that. The never soft eyeball.
1: That's a solid point.
0: Uh, for me, it'd be like... We're getting the Advance Wars remake, but I think I like that art style from the original, so I'd love to play that one. Um, I never really played Minish Cap. I think I would enjoy just going back and just seeing what that game was trying to do. I would like and to then, play that again as well. You said Metroid Metroid uh, Zero Mission, and I'd like to try Metroid Fusion because I haven't played that one either. So I'm just like, yeah, I'd like to... like you know, like a, f- a few of the big titles that like were popular, and then there was one other one that I was trying to... Oh, yeah. I, I, love, I love Paper Mario, and Mario and & Luigi Superstar Saga is... A great game it's it's in the same vein as Paper Mario just on on the GBA and I think more creative or like more interesting characters were written in, into those games those games were hilarious
1: I I played that one on the Game Boy Advance and still have fond memories of it I don't know that I'd ever play that one again just because again it's a 40 hour experience but yeah it's a
0: lengthy RPG it was
1: genuinely funny
0: It oh, was great I remember like yeah, riding in the car. And at, this, at the time, I think we were like fishing. I was fishing with my dad somewhere. I'm fishing with in quotes. He was fishing and I had my Game Boy up underneath like the little like cubby that's like in the boat. And I was just playing Mario Luigi Superstar Saga on my Game Boy Advance. That's
1: awesome. I love it.
0: <laughs> Great memories. Great memories. All right. Well, let's move on to then the topic of the show, which is Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. So Again, we talked at the top of the show about how this we have had these for varying lengths of time. You have finished the game, correct? Okay. Have you 100 percent of the game?
1: No, but I'm well on the way.
0: Okay. It seems like a, it's pretty easy to do in this game. There there are some challenges that I've already encountered that are pretty difficult. Um, but yeah, I'm about. Uh, I mean, you can probably tell me. I, I just I just got to the the amusement park and i had i think i finished like two levels in there so i don't think i'm very close actually
1: no you are not you're right at about halfway maybe a little before halfway there
0: okay Um, that's
1: just the base game there's i mean there's an entire second campaign afterwards it's it's don't tell me these things yeah
0: oh or do tell me these things i'm very curious to hear about this second campaign i'm excited yeah, yeah. But real quick, uh, what is your history with Kirby? I am I like what like what his, Kirby games have you played in the past? So, I'm not a huge Kirby guy. I played Kirby's Adventure
1: the in the weeks coming up to uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Lands because I wanted to kind of like put another one under my belt. I also played Star <laughs> Allies. I thought that game was a complete letdown. It was yeah. I can't even believe that they released it to be honest. It was just a, a bad idea. For a game, um, yeah, there there wasn't a lot of positive things to say about it. It's one of the worst, in my opinion, first party games on the Switch. And, yeah. um and then I played Kirby's Canvas Curse in the DS. I loved that which game. Which was great.
0: Which was great. Mm-hmm. Great music. Great concept. And I've also played Kirby Superstar, um, okay,
1: which I consider to be the most overrated Super Nintendo game,
0: <laughs> personally. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm I'm kinda like you. I've never been a huge Kirby person. I didn't even know about Kirby until Super Smash Bros. came out on 64. I was like, who's this blue this pink guy that can absorb powers? And then I played the Kirby sixty-four and the crystal shards on sixty-four. I loved that game. Um, and then after that I really didn't play a lot. I didn't play a lot of Kirby games. I played Canvas Curse. I played the one that came out on wait, is, is the one that came out on Wii also Canvas Curse, or is that a different version?
1: Uh, Wii U has a Rainbow's
0: Curse. Rainbow's Curse, yeah, it's yeah. A there was like it was like a yeah, sequel to that one. So I've I played those two, and then that one that really was it. I had Star Allies, and then, yeah, same as you, I was disappointed. I think like as a as a kid playing that game, it probably would have been fine. Um, but again, that's been the complaint with a lot of Kirby games is they are very uh, very easy. Most of them are very easy, uh, and so that one, yeah, Star Allies was just like a just like a joke. Like you could just you just Blasted through half the level with your star powers. And you just, yeah, it was just, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't much of a game. Uh, but yeah, we're here now. We're playing Kirby in the forgotten lands. And, uh, what are your, what are your overall thoughts of the, of the game?
1: I think that far and away, it's the best Kirby experience I've ever played. And Ooh. just Kirby in 3d space makes a lot more sense than he does in 2d space. Um, <laughs> In my opinion, just because yeah. uh, of his mechanics of kind of floating and jumping. And they did something in this game that really negates his his way that in a lot of the 2D games, you could just cheese through the levels, which was... Float above him. Typically, yeah. yeah, you could just float above him, but it was really slow and boring. In this one, you can only jump as high as you can jump. That's as high as you can float. And then you can just kind of float across. So... Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's much less of a, a cheat code in in 3D space, the way that they've kind of mm-hmm. uh, given it to you there. And, you know, this game has as much Nintendo charm as any other first-party title. Yes. I think that's what really sticks out to me. yes It's every single thing on the screen is cute or adorable or funny or...
0: Creative, inventive... Yeah.
1: It's just a fun game to look at. And it's a fun game to play and uh, really makes me feel like I'm playing one of the top tier Nintendo titles on the system.
0: Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of right there with you only with what I've, what little I've played, the half that I've played so far. um, Even with the first few levels, I was just like, this is really like, this is really creative. Like there's just these small, uh, small things that they did. Like it's that classic Nintendo attention to detail when they want to put it in it really is impressive uh so there's um you know like little pebbles on the road that like as kirby's running by if he kicks one you can see the rock bounce away you know or you you um like you'll you'll notice like enemies placed in certain places that make sense like there's like a bomb a, i forget i think jack bomb guy he the guys that like throw the bombs that look like yeah. like elves you know they're all placed in places like where their bombs can roll more intentionally like everything in this game just seems like it was intentionally designed the level design is like top tier it's just it's just really creative and inventive and especially like i just got to the amusement park area and there's there's so much you can do there but every single level is catered to a certain type of power or type of like gameplay so you know there's like there's a car racing level where you're trying to race to get the best time and then there's a light bulb level where like you light up the tracks and you have to see where you're going. And then there's, you know, the water level where you're having to turn into a water balloon and carry water around and like wash, wash things off and bring plants to life. And yeah, it's just a, uh, like, it just seems like they were able to get all of their ideas that they've put in other games and just smush them all in this game. They just slapped them all in there and it works. It's great.
1: Yeah. It, it... You're right, and the level variety is amazing. Um, the level design is good. It's not anything that's like, holy smokes, this is the best you know platform level design of all time. But it's enough, and like like we were mentioning, everything that you're looking at is cute and fun to do. So all of the power-ups, the big power-ups that you get, what do you call that, mouthful mode? Yeah. Those are all really fun. Um, those yeah. are the, the best <laughs> moments of just about every level,
0: in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, uh-huh. Because, yeah, you're, you're kind of powered up or they're just funny, like, you know. I don't know why the cone was the choice for, like, mouthful mode as one of the power-ups. It's like, okay, cone. like that. I mean, I I guess that's the case for a lot of these power-ups, but it's just, it's just funny. And, like, right. mouthful mode for just having water, you know. And everything else, he kind of halfway is able to, like, completely put his mouth over something. But in this case, he just fills himself up with water and walks around. Right. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Yeah. And also, like they they went as far as to make animations if you're in mouthful mode, which I thought was great, so like you have Kirby full of water and normally when you get you find a waddle d in the level, you know there's a little like screen that pops up, and they're both happy they found each other but in and like if you have mouthful mode on in whatever in whatever way, I noticed this was with the uh the water one he just he's he's like blobbing around and he's like he's still he's it's just they made an animation for that I was like, that's great, that's great, yes um also i do think this is like they were very thoughtful in ux or player experience as well um so being able to like the overworld map you can like speed up and like shoot across the map really fast if you want to um and then also if you want to return quickly to waddle d town it's literally just pushing b and it takes you back to town um there's like a lot of like small decisions made like you can retry challenges really quickly if you want to by just hitting start um so like yeah in terms of just like ease of jumping in and out of things also i've enjoyed that Thought that was pretty impressive
1: yeah i agree and waddle d town's fun it's not um it's not what i think a lot of people thought it was going to be like a kind of simulator part uh to the game but for what it is it's it's really fun i love upgrading the powers uh each and every single one is is great my favorite Mm -hmm. uh Power, I think that I've seen so far is that when you are the drill that kind of drills underground yes. and one of them, you become a pencil sharpener and it just makes everything that you go through every terrain kind of look like pencil shavings of that terrain. And it's like, it's just beautiful. It's so cool. Um, I don't know if you've got that power up, but it's like, that sounds awesome. it It is so awesome. I was like, this is so cool. And it's not even the last phase of that power up. There's another one. I actually think that one's more fun to be, but, uh, so like when you get to the third phase of the power ups it's just like it it feels really cool um there's one complaint i have about it is i feel like there should have been one more power level to each of those like i think it would have been really fun to just feel super powerful as Kirby you never <laughs> feel that way in the game like some yeah. things will still take two hits and bosses are all they they provide a bit of pushback no matter what power up you bring into them there's yeah. Uh, yeah. there's quite a bit of pushback so
0: Yeah, I've noticed that too. The bosses are are like relatively tough because for a lot of Kirby's abilities, not all of them, but a lot of them, you have to get pretty close to the boss to like actually do damage. And a lot of times, I just like accidentally run into the boss if I'm like trying to do my attack, and then I, you know, the 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 attack animation ends, and I'm just sitting next to like the giant gorilla. I'm like, okay, I'm about to about to get hit. Um, yeah, for me, like the only thing I can think of is in the same vein, like I I like that. I like that there's a lot of secrets in the, in the map, but I, I'm not totally in love with how they tell you what the secrets are. You know, obviously I could use a guide to know ahead of time. But like in this context, if you miss a Waddle D, the only way to know like what you missed is to like play the level. It'll finish and it'll, it'll reveal one hint as to like, oh, stand on top of the rocket or like view the park from the rocket. And you're like, okay, I'll go do that. So then you go back to the level, but you have to finish the whole level, I think, to get those waddle d's. Uh, and so, like the 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 to be a, to complete this game, I think sometimes that system is a little bit frustrating because you know I'll have like nine out of ten most of the time, and I'm like, dang it, I missed one. Sounds I have to go all the way back to the level and play it again, which isn't isn't the worst. Once you know what to do when you go through, you can you can kind of just blast through it, but. Even still, that that whole process is probably my biggest complaint. I just I don't love I don't love the replaying the levels that much just to find one Waddle D, but
1: I guess yeah. I'm a little different in that regard. Like when I one hundred percent a game, like I really like to sit if I one hundred percent a game, first of all, I don't complete everything that I play. If right. I give a game the respect to one hundred percent it, then it means I really enjoyed it. So mm-hmm. I kinda like going through a level a second time and kind of pouring over it and checking every crack and like seeing like how the yeah. developers created it. And for me that has increased my the score I would give Kirby cuz as I go through and look for those waddle dees like the way they're placed or the way I could see that they designed the level, I'm like I have yeah. a little more respect for it when I when I'm doing the completion run. To be mm. honest, the first two worlds of Kirby, I was kind of thinking the game might leave me with like a 3 out of 5 because I felt even though the game was obviously triple a like charm i felt the design was a little boring like i actually fell asleep while playing one level um <laughs> because it's just like it's that same thing about curvy where it's like okay i don't mind easy games at all but there's literally no pushback like i can get hit by this enemy like 18 times before i die there's yeah. no way if i'm actively awake that that's going to you know destroy me and and the thing Unless about
0: you're playing on wild mode I play
1: on my own mode, but Me too, uh, yeah. I, I never even gave the other spring breeze mode a try. <laughs> but um, the thing about Kirby games that are different and, and what I've had to wrap my head around is it's not actually a traditional platformer. It's more of an action game. There is mm-hmm. not a lot of running and jumping. In fact, I think there is one like Achilles heel to this game and there's no run button like
0: he when needs to go faster. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a little slow.
1: The walking animation is just a bit slow and the fact that there's no run button is just like, I don't, I wonder why they didn't add that. Like it would make the game, in my opinion, even better. Um, It's not, it's not a game change or changer. It's not like it doesn't ruin the game, but for me, and I think a lot of people, it would be nice to like hold down the ZL and just run (laughs) just sprint. Yeah. Especially when you're doing that 100% run and you grab one, at the very beginning of the level. Yep. And you're like, I gotta get through the rest of this thing, man. I've already played it three times.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm always I'm always good for the second replay. Um, but if I if I do a second replay and I miss the waddle D that I was looking for again, I'm like, okay. I was like, Where the heck is this freaking yeah. waddle D? It's guide time after that. <laughs> yeah. And then I uh you know, I guess. I guess you could. Maybe the developers thought you were going to be like using the powers, like the the flame power. You can dash in the air, kind of, and you can go pretty fast. And you are doing that, you know. So maybe they were trying to account for like how quickly you can move with certain powers. But yeah, it just feels like Kirby could move a little bit faster. But yeah, not not a not a game. Yeah, not a not a game ruining uh, design by any means. Um, yeah, I think like overall, I just. Uh, like i don't know about you but like i also have been like surprised or impressed by the hidden little challenges in the overworld i didn't realize this until recently because i was just like i think i put the game down to go do something and i came back and i was like hovering over something that just said like uh, interact or something like that and i was like i pushed a and i was like oh there was like a little hidden challenge right here so then i was like oh i'm gonna go back across the entire map and see where i missed these things and i found like 10 more hidden challenges that i didn't even know were out there i was like oh that's great that's that's like a that's a cool little design element too like they just stuck they just stuck these in there and new players would eventually find them i was like that's so cool
1: yeah definitely that has been fun
0: um some of them them are hard i don't know if you like have struggled some of them like to get underneath their like you know i i can beat them but i want to get underneath those like the time slot that they like say, like the challenge time or whatever. I
1: and, keep hearing yeah. everyone saying like, yeah, hundred percent of the game's pretty easy still. But to me, it's not like I'm a pretty decent gamer. Uh, I a hundred percent. A lot of things good gamer. I mean, I'm not bad uh at least. And there's been some things that I've had to try five times to accomplish, you know? And yeah, to me, that's not an easy game. That's uh, okay. There's pushback here. And, um, but, you know, it's all one of those things where it's like, okay, I can't cheese my way through this boss like I have the rest of the game. I have mm-hmm. to actively look at the patterns and mm-hmm. figure it out, you know. There've yep. been there's been one part in the post game where I've actually had to do that and it's like, that's not something I was expecting with this game, to be honest. And uh the one complaint I maybe have is that the game hadn't taught me to do that so far. You know, yeah. it's it's literally been like, here you go, you can do whatever you want, you're you're gonna be fine. There's a lot of leeway, uh, yeah. but there is that wall that I hit uh, in the post game. So,
0: yeah, I'm I'm excited about the post game stuff, um, just to see where that goes. Um, speaking of going though, where like so we've we've seen Kirby evolve from like a 2D side scroller to you know a, a ball that just runs along lines to whatever the heck star allies was to now this like isometric or top down, like Mario 3d world style action game. Uh, like, like it, w- where does Kirby go from here? Or like, do, would you rather see them continue this trajectory? I guess is like my next question.
1: I mean, hundred percent. They need to stick to the 3d format. If, if they do another 2d game, I mean, I'm sure it will sell pretty well. But I'll be interested to see like I could see this game selling, you know, 5 million plus copies. Mm. Their 2D outings are good for about a million each and and that's it. So, yeah. I think they can't cost a ton to develop those and they can crank them out, I'm sure, pretty fast, but my only thing is like how many ideas have they not um, could they possibly have in the 2D space? They've had <laughs> so many 2D Kirby games and yep. To be honest, a lot of them are forgettable um, mm-hmm. because here's the thing about Kirby. If you look at a lot of Nintendo franchises across generations, there's usually one of them is going to like have their moment in the sun where it's going to be in a top five, a top five on some system like right. Animal Crossing on the Switch, on the GameCube, F-Zero, yep. uh, X, F-Zero, GX, F-Zero, maybe even arguably on the Super Nintendo. Those were all fantastic games. And these are like kind of their B tier, C tier titles, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know of a Kirby game that maybe is top five on anything, except for maybe Kirby's Adventure on the NES. That game is freaking sick. Uh, I, <laughs> that game
0: is sick, dude.
1: Dude, it's so good. It's literally better than Star Allies in 2022 if you play it. It's, it's yeah, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> um. So maybe that, but I, I don't think it gets that respect though universally. So. Yeah. I think Kirby's always kind of been in the background, in the shadow, and uh, I think the 3D space has really popped,
0: kind of given him his uh, his coming out party. Um, Yeah, I mean he's 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 round already. Like he's fun to control in that space. And you're right; like it just feels like he belongs in a 3D. You know, like being able to control him in a 3D space, I think, just has been fun. Like sliding, slide tackling, and jumping, and there is like some platforming stuff that he could probably they could probably add in that's a bit more complex down the road. Like they have they have some platforming puzzles here and there, but a lot of it's very rudimentary. Um, for me, I think what you're saying, like the 3D space, is a great place for him to be. But also, I think uh, having bringing back the, the power combination abilities from Kirby 64. And
1: that's games. one I've never played, and I, I cannot wait till that comes out on the expansion pack. I it's will just, be playing that.
0: It's just uh it's like this game where, you know, the well not actually not at all like this game. What wasn't what was exciting about that game was the potential of powers and learning what certain combinations resulted in. So it was just like, Okay, I have the spike power and I have the fire power and that gives me uh, like flame swords or something like that, you know, or I have lightning bolt and spike and I do I have like a huge lightning, you know. Uh, a spike that pops up in my head and I can do attacks that way. Um, There was just, there was just so much experimentation that was fun with that um, and finding your favorite combination of powers. And then in each level you, you could only like 100% that game if you had certain powers at the certain right time. So you had to make sure you sucked up an enemy earlier in the stage and brought it with you further down in the road and combine two powers to then be able to unlock this multicolored block that was like green and black or something like that. And it was just like a. I just, I love that concept. I know it's very complex and probably not very easy to do, honestly. But I just think if they applied, they had the same game design here and just had the power combination idea back, I think that'd be a fun thing. Cause like this one's great because you get to level up your powers. And so you feel like you're getting new powers and you're trying to see what each one is. But you know it's it's like that except for you're combining them in the real world or like in the actual level instead of
1: yeah the the thing about the 3d kirby concept is they really as wonderful as forgotten lands is there's a lot of room for improvement i think the powers are a huge space they could improve the game
0: yeah they could always add more
1: yeah like when you get the ice power and you're you can like skate and stuff like they could, add, that could be the speed boost in the game. Like that, that should be mm-hmm. more fun to control than it is. It looks beautiful. Um
0: <laughs> looks great. He's but then a great also
1: time. the one thing about 2d Kirby games is they weren't afraid to add complex mechanics to those power-ups. Like it almost mm-hmm. felt like a training for smash brothers or a fighting game. Like you'd have some button combination moves. Uh, they yeah, could, yeah. They, need, they need to add that into the 3d space and kind of, just make the complexity of those a little. I think they were worried about making it too complex, yeah. but I think that um you could still have the base moves the way they are and still add that complexity for other gamers as well. Um so I think that's how the series will maybe take its next step.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I and I think like uh, they they have some power combinations, they have some combinations you can do with like the sword and the cutter, uh but like a lot of it is like very rudimentary. I found the combo with the sword is where you you slide in then jump you'll do like a little like jump attack thing and then you can hit yeah. a again and you'll flip down and like do a stronger attack after that like that's like a, a little bit of a secret hidden combo no exactly do, but just more of that
1: yeah just i do that. that i do that combo all the time i'm like i wish there was more of this it's it's the only yeah. one i've found so far but
0: there's one with the cutter you can do but i think it's only when you're on an enemy and like you're tapping like the attack button repeatedly he'll like do like a little like flippy dippy like uh, jump okay. around attack or something like that but it's yeah. not clear as to how to do that you're like i don't know what the combo is here spam so,
1: spam spam yeah just
0: push the button as fast as you can <laughs> so closing this out then um would you recommend this game and i guess if you had to well if you if you had to score what would you give the score and then like who would you recommend this game to
1: that's weird because i i would give this game like a light four uh, like to a solid four, but yeah. I wouldn't recommend a four to everyone typically. I would recommend Kirby to everyone who has a Switch. I think this game is a top tier Nintendo title. I would consider it like in the vein of like Luigi's Mansion 3. Like, mm-hmm. you should try this game. I don't think there's any way you're going to hate it. Um, and where you're at, Jake, is where I started to like the game. By the end of the main campaign, I really, I really thought I was like, this is, this is a lot better than I thought it was. The post games where I really started, I was like, this game is pretty, pretty good. Like it's a really <laughs> this is great. Yeah. I, I didn't want to say great, but like it, it is pretty great. Uh, yeah, it's right, right up, uh, against that. So, um, when you
0: say four, you mean four out of five, correct? Yeah. Okay. Just clarifying, not a four out of 10, four out of
1: five. <laughs> I would give it an eight, an eight out of 10, a four out of five. Yeah.
0: Um, that's math. That's ratios. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah what about you? I,
1: what What are you thinking? I mean, I know you're halfway through the game, but you've yeah, seen right, you've seen its charms.
0: I'm right there with you. Like we've, we, I think people that were listening in the beginning of our discussion of this can probably they already probably realize that we like the game a lot. Um, I'm I'm right there with you. Like four out of five, eight out of ten. Uh, it's a great game. There's some things that I do wish I could do more of, but overall it has so much charm and it's just it's impressed me and the fact that you've made it to the end game and there's it it only improved your impression uh you know makes makes me excited to finish it up and uh yeah like anyone that has a switch i agree i don't i don't think you know there are some nintendo games that come out that i wouldn't recommend like if if uh you were wanting to pick up arms i'd be like "Eh, maybe don't pick up arms you know uh (laughs) it's it's if, if you want to just see a weird idea they tried you can go for it but overall i don't know if i would recommend that one to you or even uh, like
1: fire emblem three houses like i think that's a probably a, a probably a better game than kirby but i wouldn't recommend it to everyone you know no. it's, you've got That's a niche game kirby is a game that i think appeals to a lot of people mm-hmm. i've heard a lot of people saying that they play a lot of elden ring but then they'll play a little bit of kirby to like kind of <laughs> wash that darkness off of them De-stress. before like yeah exactly yeah
0: That's literally what I'm doing right now. Like play some Elden Ring and then go play some Kirby and just be like, Oh, this is nice. This is fun. I'm having a great time. I'm not getting mauled by a giant bear in a forest. It's just, it's the best. Yeah. Um, Well, cool. So yeah, there you have it guys. Uh, Our official takes on Kirby and the forgotten lands. Check it out. If you want to obviously look up some gameplay to see if it's something that you would be interested in. Um, And I I failed to mention this, but there is a co-op mode. I haven't tried the co-op. You can play as, I forget his name.
1: Waddle D or it's been, not Waddle Bandana D. D?
0: It. Yeah, Bandana D with the spear. You can't absorb powers and do cool stuff like Kirby can, but if you are wanting to play with somebody, it does have that option. So definitely check that out. And I also um you know, yeah, I just I just I just think it, it, it appeals to most everyone, families, you know, especially with kids. Uh, you can just give them that second controller, have them play as Bandana D, and you can make it through the campaign relatively easily. So maybe yeah. one
1: day our kids will actually enjoy video games. Who knows? Ours
0: Who knows? are but a
1: little too young for that, but
0: maybe they'll hate video games, and uh, <laughs> that'll that'll be so strange.
1: Liz was like, "What if Sawyer hates sports and video games? What are you going to do?" And I was like, "I guess I like I don't know. I don't know what we're going to talk about." <laughs> like,
0: hopefully he likes books i mean i i like books a lot but... you can always find something you know you yeah know, and if, if if it worse comes worse you just you invest in one of his hobbies okay you're really into uh i don't i don't even know i don't even know what kids are into these days you know yeah roblox, roblox. yeah yeah <laughs> went to the same spot nice yes all righty well unfortunately all that is the end of the podcast landry thank you so much for being on man i appreciate you uh, and your time
1: thanks for having me man
0: yeah it's been a lot of fun, and um, remember to – well, actually, before I jump into the just following stuff, Landry, you're, you've you been working on some some pieces. Is, is there anything you want to tell the audiences about what you've been working on or, or stuff you may have coming down the funnel?
1: Yeah, I'm writing this uh, article about The Last of Us Part 2 and Part 1, I guess, and kind of its comparison to Genesis and how we um, – in Western culture, kind of always look for heroes and stories, even when they're not necessarily there. And yeah, it's been really fun. I've learned a lot as I've been writing it. Um, it's been a beast, though. So hopefully I can have that done in a couple weeks. I, I wrote a lot of it over spring break. I'm a teacher, and we had spring break last week. But um, nice trying to find the time to write uh, during a normal week is, is tough. And that one has required more brain power than most <laughs> of my writing does. So it's a little exhausting.
0: Just do what I do. Just write listicles that don't require a lot of thought. You're like, oh yeah, these are these are all games that I like.
1: I love that. I love making lists. I make lists all the time about it's, just about everything.
0: It's very fun. It's very fun. Um, awesome. Yeah, wait, well, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I've read the initial rough draft, and I, I loved I loved what I was able to to peek at and get a get an inside scoop look at. So I'm looking forward to that one. So those, those that are listening, uh, be sure to check that out when it does come out. At where where can they find it at?
1: Well, you know, I've got. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to figure that out. Uh, I have a medium where I post some stuff, and honestly, I don't even know how you can find that. So it's
0: (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it's somewhere out there. Just it's on the internet. Next time, it's next time. You're on the podcast. I'm sure it'll be it'll be done by then. Yeah. My name is
1: Landry Smith. Uh, No, I have a blog, but like I'm thinking about just kind of rewiring it this summer. That that's one of my uh, go-to things. It's like. Where am I going to post my content? How can I be more regular about it? And uh,
0: I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. That's 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 a continual battle with anyone that exists on the internet that wants to create content. Yep. How can I be more consistent?
1: Well, it's, it's you too know, hard. it's too hard. We all we all have jobs. So.
0: And and children.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, yeah. So. Be sure to check out bidblogger.com for any updated stuff. All of our podcasts and blogs and other things are on there. I wrote I recently put together a top 10 n64 games that are still worth playing today. List out recently that was kind of fun to write. Um, most of those are on the switch expansion pack. Um, some of them are not, I think eight out of 10 are. So if you are a, a recent owner of the switch or have not played n64 games, that's a good list of reference. Um, And then also, if we are going to be streaming, I'm on Twitch, Discord, social channels, all those things at BitBlogist. So look those up there. Um, Until next time, y'all, though, this has been BitCast. Thanks for tuning in to talk about some stuff. Bye. Peace.